From the red and black, this is the front page. Today is Monday, November 30th. In this week's episode, I spoke with sports editor Andy Walsh to discuss this season's Georgia men's basketball team and how they are handling the loss of Anthony Edwards to the NBA draft, along with adjusting to the COVID-19 pandemic, canceling games, and changing protocols. On November 29th, the Bulldogs won their first game of the season, defeating Florida A&M 85-75. And joining me on the episode today is sports editor Andy Walsh. Andy, thanks so much for hopping on the show. Hey, Drew. Thanks for having me. So, Andy, as you've been able to talk with head coach Tom Crean, what are some things he has been saying in the offseason to get his players ready for this year? Well, it's kind of interesting because it's so weird this year because there actually aren't any exhibition games. So he even hasn't been able to see his own team play in a game. Um, Besides that, I think the big thing with him is flexibility. We all have to be mentally prepared for what's coming, even though we have no idea what that is because of the protocols, because of the spike that we see in the country that can put, is going to potentially keep going. None of us really know. Because with all of the changes to schedule and with uh, COVID protocols, he's been really been stressing his team stay flexible and like at any point a game could get canceled. Uh, Wednesday's game against uh, Columbus State got canceled less than two hours before tip. So I think a big thing for him was staying flexible and they even practiced that same day. So like it's being flexible and being able to change on the fly. But I think besides that, he's always preaching defense. So the defensive intensity is got to be up there because that, you know, obviously that leads to easy baskets. And also just getting out, you know, Tom Creed's teams in the past, they've really loved to run, get out on the break, obviously get easy baskets. Um, and I think that's what he's trying to do this year. Again, he's got Sander Wheeler, so a really quick guard. Um, and I think just keeping the defensive intensity has been a big thing for him. Yeah, and kind of going back to last year, the season was cut short due to COVID-19 while Georgia was still in the SEC tournament. So what are some things Georgia needs to improve on from last year to this season? Yeah, there's actually there's quite a few. Um, you know, they went 16 and 16, so it wasn't a good year by any stretch of the imagination. I think towards the end of the year, they were really playing actually some good basketball. I was at that SEC tournament game that got cut after the Ole Miss game in which they won and they played really well. So I think they were really getting into their rhythm, like right when things sort of started to go bad. But I think a big thing for them is on offense, they would shoot a lot of three-pointers, but they wouldn't make them. So I think improving from behind the arc is going to be a really big thing for them. And I think he's brought in a few transfers and a few new players that I think could maybe shore up that with some new shooters is what he's hoping that that can spark their shooting touch. But also a big thing was they just weren't that great on defense. They sort of got into that group towards the end of the year, but for the most part, they really struggled getting into foul trouble. They didn't have a lot of depth in the front court. So Rayshon Hammonds would get in foul trouble and they really wouldn't have too many people that could go in for him and sort of bring a physical presence. And with that on the defensive end is, you know, getting stops, but also getting rebounds. They were not that great of a rebounding team. I don't know the stats on that, but it just from watching, they didn't seem like a very good rebounding team. They weren't necessarily the biggest team. So it was kind of tough for them to get rebounds and get possessions finished and get back on offense. So it was a little bit tough for them because they've lost a couple of big men. I think Crane is just sort of embracing the sort of smaller lineup. So we'll have to see how well they rebound, you know, the cohesion on defense. Uh, Last year, it was definitely sort of those things that cropped up just from watching them uh, day in, day out. 
And obviously a really big storyline around Georgia basketball is Anthony Edwards being selected number one overall in the 2020 NBA draft just a couple weeks ago to the Minnesota Timberwolves. So what does the loss of Anthony Edwards mean for Georgia for this season? It's hard to put into words how much Anthony Edwards will be missed. Obviously, he was he was their main focal point on offense. And, you know, he, he's, he wasn't a perfect player last year. He settled for a lot of jump shots. He was one of those players, like you, you may have saw in the Michigan State game, the second half, he, he dropped like 30, 33 points or 36 points or whatever that was. Um, and it just showed that there's that spark, that him on the court at any point, he could go get him a quick 15, 20 points in a matter of minutes. You know, just from crazy plays, hitting threes from way outside, whatever it may be. I don't think they have one of those players this year. So, and and even Tom Green would obviously say, you're never going to replace someone like that. So it's kind of like they don't have one of those players who can just go get them a bucket. I think Sabio Rilla could definitely work into that because as you you might have seen, he hit a couple of game winners. He has that in him. And, you know, just from high school to you, you can see that Sabio Rilla can really, can really, really score. So I think he could maybe work his way into that because there's going to be no Anthony Edwards, obviously. So there's going to be need to be somebody. But I think the scoring is going to be much more, not balanced, but it's going to be just like stretch out to a bunch of different people. They have a lot of people on the roster this year. There's a lot of depth. So I think it's going to switch from maybe an Anthony Edwards show to like having a bunch of people scoring and making up for that. Because you're going to be able to make up for what you lost at Anthony Edwards. Well, whether it's, you know, the flashy dunks that get the crowd going. Obviously, you know, the crowd's not going to be, there's not going to be as many fans in the crowd this year. But there isn't that just like wowness to Georgia basketball with Anthony Edwards gone. So I think there's that. And then I know a lot of, a big thing that Tom Green has always been saying is how good of a teammate Anthony Edwards is. What I love about him is he keeps in touch with this team so much. It's great. I mean, it's like he never left in that respect of being a great teammate. And ultimately, uh, I've said this before in some other in some other areas, but it's true. I mean, as much as you miss him as a player, and obviously he's a tremendous talent, I miss him as a person. I miss the personality. And obviously I can't speak to the other people. I think they'll miss him in that because I feel like he, just from speaking to him countless times, it feels like he just seemed like a very charismatic person, a very easygoing person. He seemed like a really good person for a locker room I think obviously they're going to miss that I think overall just that wow factor to Georgia basketball and that ability to go get a bucket whenever is really going to be missing so obviously with Anthony Edwards gone what are some things Georgia basketball is going to have to do to fill that void left by Edwards I think Southie Rillers definitely got to step up obviously they only have from Georgia one returning upperclassman player and that's Ty Fagan they have a couple of freshmen from last year that are now sophomores eight new players the start of the season is definitely going to be trying to figure things out they're going to have to see who can sort of fill in some big shoes for him I know Sabir Wheeler is going to be a huge part of that. Him running the offense, him scoring, getting to the line, whatever it is, he's going to be crucial to that. But also you just have to wait and see how the other players are playing, some grad transfer players. I know there's a big guy that they brought in from Virginia Tech, P.J. Horn, who um, I think could really carry a heavy load on the offensive end. He's sort of a big guy who can shoot, um, so I think he could help stretch the floor in a similar way that Rayshon Hammonds could, but Rayshon could still back in, and I think P.J. Horn, he could probably uh, shoot a little bit better. I know that he really improved last year shooting from outside for Virginia Tech. I mean, he started a handful of games, so I think that sort of experience will really help them. And also the thing with Xavier Willard, a big thing with him was defenses tended to sag off of him, so I w- I'm interested to see if, he- if he's improved his three-point because I know a big part of Tom Green's offense is shooting 
three-pointers. So, you know, you're going to need your point guard to be able to pull up and shoot. They got a couple other players who seem like they can shoot. And again, like I said, Ty Fagan, he's going to be a big part of this too. He wasn't necessarily a huge part of last year's team, but he always came in and brought some good energy. I think he's going to really have to take a bigger role in terms of leadership in terms of scoring and just sort of bringing everybody in, I think he's going to be super important. I think it could be rough the first couple of weeks, but it's going to be the only way you can really try to um, make up for Anthony Edwards' loss is just sort of heighten everybody's contribution. It's going to be tough to see until those first few weeks just because there's so many new players. So I think it's going to take some time to get everybody acclimated uh, into the game speed. Tom Green is hoping to at least get a portion of Anthony Edwards' scoring back from other players. And you kind of mentioned some players in that answer, but specifically, what players are you keeping your eye on for this season? I think PJ Horn is one of them. Another one is Justin Kyer. He's from George Mason. He's a transfer. And I think he's sort of in the same, not obviously not to the same extent Anthony Edwards, but he's definitely one of those players who could potentially be one of those bucket getters for Georgia because there will be times where they're just going to have a stint of horrible offense, horrible shooting. They just can't seem to get a good look. Nothing can seem to go in. Any basketball team is going to add that. But I think you're going to see those. And I feel like Justin Kyer could be one of those players that could maybe break a, a streak of bad shots, bad offense. I think he's sort of a bucket getter. So I think I'm keeping my eye on for him. I think he nearly scored double digits for George Mason in his final year. I think he's a pretty good shooter. So he's a person, definitely. Obviously, Savi Wheeler, like I mentioned, he's going to be huge. Ty Fagan. Another one is Tumani Kamara. He really started to come on. They're sort of six foot ten center that's very versatile. At all. I think he's gonna. It's gonna be really interesting to see what his development's been like in this weird sort of summer. How he's looking a little different. He showed that he can stretch the floor just a little bit and shoot some threes. So I think he's gonna be integral to the offense and the defense because he's long. He can really play defense uh, as long as he stays out of foul trouble. I think he can be a good piece. There's there's quite a few players, and the fact that they haven't gotten to play an exhibition game, no preseason games or anything like that, it's gonna be really interesting to see who steps up. You know, we don't even know what the starting lineup's gonna be like or who's going to be the regular that he has 10 players that could potentially play double digit players so who knows what the rotation is going to look like i think it's just going to be these first few weeks are going to be sort of figuring out what things are going to look like awesome andy well thanks so much for hopping on the show absolutely thanks so much and that was the front page the front page is a production of the red and black publishing company this episode was co-produced by drew hubbard and andy walsh thanks for listening and we hope you tune in next time